every new morning embraced. Every daily tradition continued. Every extra candle lit. Every new challenge accepted. And every obstacle overcome. Every moment is precious. That's why Breakthrough Cancer Research funds research into better, smarter and kinder treatments. Because every breakthrough brings us closer to 100% survival for 100% of cancers. Donate today at BreakthroughCancerResearch.ie Grapenuts Flakes program, starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, Dennis Day, Rochester, and yours truly, Don Wilson. And now, here's the nationwide weather forecast. I slipped past the old sensor. I made it up myself. Tomorrow morning will be bright and sunny in all areas where delicious, malty-rich Grape Nuts Flakes are served for breakfast. Furthermore, all parts of the country will find Grape Nuts Flakes a swell breakfast treat. They'll experience rising enjoyment to be followed by a second dish. In fact, the popularity of Grape Nuts Flakes will be so great, there'll be a general shift to Grape Nuts Flakes every morning. And that, friends, is just my way of saying it's always fair weather when you and Grape Nuts Flakes get together. Because the distinctive, delicious flavor of Grape Nuts Flakes is a blend of two delicious grains, sun-ripened wheat and malted barley. It's that same delicious Grape Nuts blend in toasty brown flake form. So to make my forecast come true, say Grape Nuts Flakes, please, to your grocer tomorrow. Ladies and gentlemen, the elections being over, we bring you a man who was swept into office by an overwhelming majority. The new sidewalk inspector of Beverly Hills, California, Jack Benny. Uh, thank you, thank you. Hooray for Benny! Thank you, sir. Thank you. <clears throat> <laughs> Hello again, this is Jack Betty talking And first of all this evening, I'd like to thank my many friends in Beverly Hills Who had the confidence and foresight to elect me chief inspector of sidewalks, driveways, curbings, and gutters <laughs> That's uh, Beverly Hills for gutters, folks <laughs> So thanks again Well, tell me, Jack, why in the world would you want to uh, be... Just a second, Don and I'd also like to say a word to my worthy opponent, Elmer Snout. <laughs> uh, better luck next time, Elmer. Well, tell me, Jack, why in the world would uh, you want... Just a second, just a minute, Don. <laughs> and I'd also like to state at this time that my campaign slogan will be faithfully executed. Sidewalk Jack will fix that crack. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, hello, Mary. Hello, Governor. Congratulations. I didn't run for governor. I'm starting out at the bottom. Well, you can't get lower than the gutter. <laughs> Never mind. Huh? Tell me, Jack, why in the world would you want to run for the office of sidewalk inspector? 
Well, it's very simple, Don. Sure, Jack's always walking around with his head bent down, so he might as well get 20 cents an hour for it. <laughs> That's 22 cents, sister, and I get priorities on arch supporters. Where are you getting your arches? From Little Rock Arts and so on. <laughs> I can go along with a gag, you know. Anyway, I was elected by an overwhelming majority, according to my campaign manager. Oh, by the way, Jack, who handled your campaign? Uh, Jim Farley. And he, uh... No, he really put me over. Uh... Say, did Jim Farley come all the way from New York just to handle your campaign? Oh, uh, oh, this isn't the Farley you're thinking of, Don. Uh, this is Jim Farley. He's Chinese. <laughs> he, uh, he runs the, uh, he runs the Kumquat Inn over on Camden Drive. Yeah? Chinese manager. Well, how much did the campaign cost you, Jack? Oh, I'd say somewhere between seven and eight thousand yen. But uh, it was worth it. My goodness, 8,000 yen. How much is that in American money? $2.40. It was more than two forty for the picnic and outing alone. <laughs> so what are you talking about? Hiya, Jackson. Congratulations on your election. Thanks, Bill. How does it feel to be in the White House? <laughs> Bill, I'm just sidewalk inspector. I'm not going to run for president for years. You know, Roosevelt's going to be glad to hear that. <laughs> the only thing I can't understand about that gag, how did Phil know that Roosevelt was president? <laughs> Say, Maestro, uh, <clears throat> what's that letter you've got in your hand there? Oh, a kid gave it to me out in the hall. It's from one of my fans, no doubtly. <laughs> Let's see that. This letter's for Mary. It says Mary Livingston, see? Oh, yeah, I should have known. Her name is longer than mine. <laughs> it's got different letters, too. Yeah. Here it is, Mary. Thanks. Oh, Jack, this letter's from Mama. Come on, read it to us, Mary. Yeah, what's ration brain got to say? <laughs> Let's hear it. <clears throat> Plainfield, New Jersey, November 5th. My darling daughter, Mary. Pretty dull so far. <laughs> Don't worry, Mom will get rolling. Oh. My darling daughter Mary, just a line to thank you for your lovely letter and your generous check. I say generous because I'm your mother. Boy, is she mercenary. You'll be glad to know that your Uncle Willie hasn't been arrested since the dim out. Nobody leaves their shades up anymore. <laughs> Too bad. Uh, what else has Frizzletop got to say? Go ahead. Your father and I went to New York last week and saw Jack and Ann Sheridan in their new picture, George Washington Slept Here. Well. There were a lot of laughs, especially when your father accused the man next to him of stealing his shoes. You're probably cold with no socks on you. Incidentally, Mary, I don't know if I ever told you this. But George Washington is supposed to have slept right here in our little stone house in Plainfield. Washington slept there? So when Jack comes east, why doesn't he visit us and live in the same room that the father of our country did? Well, that's sweet of her. I don't know what Washington paid, but it'll cost blue eyes three bucks a day. <laughs> hmm. Good thing she called me blue eyes. <laughs> <laughs> 
No more news, so we'll close with love to all from your mother, five by five Livingston. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha. Ain't she the one? Well, Phil, it's about time... Oh, wait a minute, Jack. Here's a P.S. Oh. Uh, just heard from your brother Hillard, who's in the Air Corps. He must have received his wings all right, as he has just been promoted to Yardbird. <laughs> well, I'm glad that's over. Mary, when you answer that letter, tell your mother she ought to get a fountain pen with funnier ink. You ink too once in a while. <laughs> Never mind. Now let's have a band number, Phil. I don't know why Mary's mother hates me so. <laughs> Massachusetts, played by Phil Harris and his Cape Cod Cut-Ups. <laughs> Incidentally, Phil, that's a peculiar title for a song, isn't it? Massachusetts. Well, yeah. after all, Jack, they've got a song called San Francisco, and they got one called St. Louis Blues, and then there's that new one, Kalamazoo. Well, what about it? Well, Massachusetts is a big city. Why can't they have a song? <laughs> Phil, Massachusetts is not a city. It's a state. Oh, yeah. It's on the eastern sideboard. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank heaven, here's Dennis. Hello, kid. Hello, Mr. Benny. Congratulations on your election. Well, thanks. Beverly Hills is going to have swell sidewalks now, by golly. Yeah, you said it. That new one in front of your house looks wonderful. <laughs> Dennis. Aha. Uh-huh. What are you hoeing about? Just so happens I inspected my sidewalk first, and I fixed it up. And now... Uh, hey, now... Jackson, that's a pretty tough job, ain't it? Crawling around on your hands and knees all day looking for cracks in the sidewalk? <laughs> well... Who crawls around? He's got an anteater on a leash. <laughs> that's not an anteater. That's Barney Dean, my assistant. <laughs> He's a short fellow with a flexible nose. <laughs> and now, folks, for the first time this season, we shall delight and thrill you with an original one-act play... Written by Mr. Don Wilson, our old fat Noel Coward. Uh, take it, Mr. Wilson. 
The scene, ladies and gentlemen, is the little cottage of Mr. and Mrs. Oglethorpe J. Twink in Glendale, California. <laughs> it is breakfast time, and Mr. Twink, played by Jack Benny, the eminent politician... Hooray for Benny! <laughs> Uh, thank you, thank you, sir. Is awaiting the arrival of Mrs. Twink, his wife, who is a welder on the night shift in one of our huge aircraft factories. Curtain music. Oh, dear. 7 a.m. and Clarabelle isn't home yet. It's payday, too. I hope she didn't get into a crap game with some of the girls. <laughs> Oh, well, she works hard. She's entitled to a little fun, I guess. I wonder who that is. Come in. Why, it's the ice girl. <laughs> Hello, Gloria. Any ice today, Twinkie? Darn you, Gloria, for the third time today, no. I'm a married man. Oh, come on. Don't you want a cake of ice, sweetie? No, and take your foot out of the door. <laughs> My wife finds you here. Heaven knows what'll happen. I'll scram. Okay, cutie. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> that Gloria is fresher than the Fuller Brush Girl. <laughs> well, I might as well get started getting breakfast ready for the twins. They love those toasty browns, sweet as a nut, grape nuts flake. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. <laughs> Just like the ones I used to know. <laughs> where the treetops glisten. <laughs> Clarabelle, where have you been? It's almost 8 o'clock. Now, now, honey, stop nagging and give me a kiss. Get away from me with those greasy hands. I've got a clean apron on. <laughs> now, you tidy up. Okay, hand me the Dutch cleanser. I want to wash my face. <laughs> Here you are. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas, just like the... You want some breakfast, dear? Yes, but first give me my kiss. Now, Clarabelle. Come on, kiss Not me. Not so early in the morning. <laughs> oh, God, don't be so rough, Clarabelle. Now, you broke the class by my slave bracelet. Look. Well, I'll take you to the plant tonight and weld it for you. By the way, Oglethorpe, aren't the twins up yet? Joe and Josephine? Here they come now. Hello, Joe. Hello, Dowardy. <laughs> Hello, Josephine. I want to be Joe. You're Josephine. <laughs> now sit down, children, and have your toasty brown, sweet as a nut, grape nuts flake. Oh, dirty, toasty brown, sweet as a nut, grape nuts flake. Aren't you going to have breakfast, dear? Not till you give me that kiss. Come on. Clarabelle, not in front of the children. Are you let me go? Mama's kiss the daddy. daddy. Mama's kiss the daddy. daddy. Children, behave yourself. And you too, Clarabelle. Sit down and eat your grape nuts. You left out toasty brown, sweet as a nut. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm dreaming of a white Christmas, just like the ones I used to know. Oh, oh, it's Gloria. Say, Twinkie, honey, did I leave my ice tongs here? Jiggers, Gloria, my wife is home. Oh, so she calls you Twinkie, honey, eh? So you've been playing around with that ice girl. I have not. 
I'm dreaming. <laughs> I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. You're going to have a white Christmas. Bandages. Clarabelle, now put me down. Clarabelle, out, out. And so we leave Mr. Twink, chin up but with blackened eyes and with a happy knowledge that his wife's entire family is about to enjoy a breakfast of those toasty brown sweeters and that grape nuts flakes. I thank you. Well, Don, that really was a very good sketch. Oh, thanks, Jack. And now, Dennis, it's about time for your number. Number, what are you going to sing? Well, I was going to sing White Christmas, but you just did it in the play. All right, so I sang it. What's the difference? That song is washed up, brother. (laughs) I only hummed a little of it. Now, go ahead and sing. Washed up.
That was I'm a Dreaming of a White Christmas. Sung by Dennis Day. And very good, kid. That was all right. Speaking of Christmas, Mr. Benny, what are you going to give me for a present? Now, wait a minute, Dennis. No need of worrying about your present so soon. Christmas is almost two months away. I mean, last Christmas. <laughs> you got a very nice gift for me last year. A beautiful pipe. An opium pipe. I'll get pinched if I use it. <laughs> that pipe is for blowing soap bubbles. What an imagination that kid's got, huh? No use talking. I'll have to slug him one of these days. <laughs> you know, fellas... <laughs> you know, fellas, this Christmas, I'm not going to buy... I hope it's that cute ice girl. The play is over now, you know. Come in. Hiya, well, look who's here. Wait till I say, look who's here. Well, look who's here. Hiya. <laughs> Such a hurry to get on. I never... Andy Devine, how are you? Well, Andy, it's about time you've been paying us a visit. Why haven't you been around before? Oh, we've been pretty busy on the farm, Buck. Got a lot of harvesting to do. <laughs> well, that's really a problem now with the shortage of help and everything, huh? Well, it worked out swell for us. We got 12 pretty college girls helping us pick tomatoes. <laughs> pretty. Pretty, eh? <laughs> Say, I bet that uh, I bet that makes your paw happy. Eh? Oh, he loves it, Buck. I caught him out in the field with all the girls yesterday, and he had a sultan suit on. <laughs> a sultan suit? You mean he was dressed like a sultan? Yeah, a turkey towel and a pair of moths had bloomers. <laughs> what? He was loaded. <laughs> well, Andy, isn't your maw jealous? I mean, your father out in the field chasing all those pretty girls? Oh, he'll never catch him, Buck. Ma's got a flat iron tied to his beard. <laughs> well, that's one way to keep the old boy down. Well, it's nice of you to drop in, Andy. So long. So long. Oh, oh by the way, I nearly forgot. Are you still interested in buying a horse? Yes, I've been looking at horses all week. Now that I haven't got the Maxwell anymore. Well, I got just the animal you want. Paws out in the hall with her right now. You've got a horse out in the lobby of NBC? Yeah, I'll show her to you. <laughs> Now, Andy. Come on in, Paul. Bring Leona with you. I don't want a horse from this studio. Don't worry. She's gentle as a lamb. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Hold her back. Hold her back, Paul. Oh, daughter. Hold me, Oni. Hold her. Look out. Look out. Watch out for the orchestra. Oh, for Pete's sake. What a mess. Hey, Paul, you remember Jack Benny, don't you? Hey? Jack Benny. Hey? He's a little deaf, but Jack Benny, Paul. Oh, yes. Hiya, Buck. <laughs> uh, glad to see you, Mr. Devine. Uh, who's the brunette? Well, that's Mary Livingston. This is Andy's father, Mary. Hello, Mr. Devine. I wish I had my bloomers on. Don't, don't. <laughs> Why, Mr. Devine. Well, how about the horse, Buck? Leona's a mighty good buy. A good buy? A good buy, good buy. So long, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Devine, come back here. Now, Andy, I want a horse, all right, but this one's pretty old. What are you talking about? Leona's a glamour girl. Oh, no. 
Glamour girl. Look at that sway back. Her stomach is touching the floor. Eh? I said her stomach is touching the floor. I know. I'll give her a girdle to the rubber drive. <laughs> Well, I wish I knew how old she was. Well, look at her teeth, Jack. That's a good way to tell. Oh, yes. Uh, would you mind... Uh, would you mind showing me her teeth, Mr. Devine? Glad to. Hey, Art. Put them back in her mouth. <laughs> oh, I don't know what to do about that horse. Oh, buy it, Jack. The heat rationing coming in may come in handy. Mary, stay out of it. How much are you giving for her, Buck? Well, let's see... Let's see. Hey, hurry up. I might I got her sold to being torn. <laughs> that I can believe. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Ten dollars is the best. I'll pay- take it. <laughs> well, here you, uh, here you are, Mr. Devine. Here's a five-dollar bill. And here's five one. That's six, seven, eight, nine. <laughs> Hold everything. I'm not taking that horse. Give me that money back. Well, there's nothing to get excited about. She's just got a little cold. A cold? <laughs> <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> well, I guess I'm hooked. Might as well have the horse. Come on, Leona, you go out in the hall. Get going now. Come on. Oh, whoa, whoa, Leona. Leona, look out. There she goes again. Leona, hold still. Leona! Hey, Jackson, this phone call's for you. Well, I'll be... Hello? Hello, Mr. Bennett in Rochester! Oh. Oh. Whoa, Leona, whoa. Whoa, whoa. What do you want, Rochester? Everything's all set for, but just bought a horse. What? <laughs> I told you to look at horses, not buy one. But this one's a bargain. I got a bag of horse to race and call and a jockey with it. <laughs> Now, look, Rochester, I just bought a horse for $10. Well, the one I bought is breathing. I paid 18 <laughs> Mine's breathing, too. Whoa, Leo, whoa. Whoa. Hey, Janice, watch out. Janice. What's wrong? Leona just kicked you in the head. She did? I'd better get some aspirin. <laughs> now, Rochester. Yes, sir. Whoa, whoa, Leona, whoa. You take that horse back to the man and get your $18. I can only get 10 He paid me $8 commission. <laughs> and get the ten bucks. We don't want two horses around the house. Whoa, whoa, Leona. Whoa, goodbye, Rochester. Hello, boss. Leona, give me back that cigar. Andy, will you please take that horse off in the hall and tie her up? What am I trying to do? I don't pay for anything. Okay, come on, Leona, come on. <laughs> Heaven, that's it. Well, at least I got a horse. Play for it. Friends, just because you find that meat and some of the other nutritious foods are growing scarcer and more expensive, 
Don't deprive yourself of the nourishment you need for robust health and well-being. For instance, if you're eating less meat, then eat more of the other things that supply many of the food values of meat, such as whole grain cereals with lots of milk. For whole grain cereals like grape nuts flakes are plentiful, nutritious, and thrifty. In every helping of toasty brown grape nuts flakes and milk, you get remarkably well-balanced nourishment. You get protein and minerals such as iron, calcium, and phosphorus. And grape nuts flakes give you two of the important B vitamins, niacin to help prevent loss of appetite and weight, plus vitamin B1, the nerve and energy vitamin, essential food factors we need more than ever. So to help keep your family up to par, serve them delicious, multi-rich grape nuts flakes and milk every day. That was the last number of the sixth program of the new Grape Nuts Flakes series. And next Sunday, we're broadcasting from the Naval Air Base at Terminal Island, California. I'd like to announce that the part of Andy Devine's father was played by his father, Chester Goff, I mean Norris Goff, <laughs> who is Lum of Abner, I mean Abner, of Lum and Abner. My dog is now he's got me all mixed up. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm going, Mary, I'm going over to Phil Baker's program now, see if I can win $64. Well, so long, Mary. i got to lead that horse home first. Ten to one, she never makes it. She'll make it if I have to put casters under her. Good night, folks. <laughs> <laughs>